ask your Holy Spirit this morning that you, you know exactly what each person needs in this place. And I ask you right now that you will search the hearts of men. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would move in this house, that you would go by seat for seat, row by row, and that you will search the inside of man's heart. Lord, that the word that will go forth right now, that it shall come forth the throne room of heaven, that it shall penetrate hearts, Lord. Let it be transform, uh, transformation this morning in every life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke the enemy this morning. He will no longer steal the word. This is the word that will go forth, Lord, shall penetrate into our beings. Let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And Lord, under this anointing, I pray that you will heal your people. Even, Lord, as they sit in this building under the sound of my voice, let this anointing flow in the name of Jesus. May your presence cast a shadow upon each one of us. Right now, in Jesus' name, we long for you. We long for you. Oh, Lord, if you don't find the resting place this morning, find it here. Find it here. We just want you. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Listen to me. Close your eyes and hear me. Last night as I was praying, I saw my name written in a book as I was spending time with the Lord. And it hit me. It does not matter what mountain you might face. If your name is written, in the Lamb's book of life, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how bad that doctor's report is, how bad the, your bank account seems. It doesn't matter how, how shaky the business might look and how bad your, your marriage might be right now. If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that's it. What more do we need? This is our confidence, Lord. This is our hope. Oh, I give you glory. I thank you for your presence here. Do whatever you want to do. I ask you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Do you sense the Lord in this building? If you sense the Lord's presence, lift your hands. He hunts for you, longs to touch you, touch your hearts. Let it be a mighty day, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I want you to do me a favor. Before you do anything else, I want you to encourage somebody in the Lord this morning. Come on, look at somebody this morning and just encourage them in the Lord. Tell them today is your day. God's about to do something for you. I see a miracle with your name on it. Come on, just tell somebody. Encourage somebody in the Lord. Don't worry, all is well. Tell somebody, all is well. Everything will be okay. The Lord is in this house. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus another hand of praise quickly. I want to speak on a subject this morning. And I want people to write some stuff down. I'm going to teach you a little bit on 
the times that we are in. I believe it's very critical for the church, not just the church, for the world to hear this message. And there's a reason why. I've looked at some of the, the news reports that is going on around the world. And, uh, I, you know, I hate to use the name COVID, but I want to start from COVID. I want to start from 2020. I don't know how many people realize since 2020 there has been a tremendous change, not just in the natural realm, but in the spiritual realm. How many of you understand that? How many of you have felt that? It's like a, it's, everything is just different. Now, when people ask me about, about COVID, I said that COVID is a, is a forerunner for the Antichrist. That's what it is. COVID is a, was a man-made thing. By the way, just watch some movies. Movies will warn you what's to come. Did you know in 2011 there was a movie? The name of the movie was called Contagious. They, told, they, they basically said everything was going to happen in 2020. People didn't pay attention. The whole thing, the whole shabam, even it comes from a bat, it's, it's created in China, the whole thing. It, the whole movie, nine years before it happened. Charlie Chaplin said one day, he said that if you want to know what's going to happen in the world, watch the movies. The movies will give you an indication of what's about to come. Now, I've heard along the grapevine, and I'm not here give, putting a fear on people. I don't want you to, be, to go home and, and live in fear. That's not what it's all about, but it's about warning people of things to come, things that's about to happen. And so they, they reckon in 2024, 2025, there's something that our governments plan. Again, another uh, pandemic. It might not be a virus. It might be in another way. Um, I've heard, I've heard this now. Now, everybody is against, you know, everybody's fighting global warming, global warming, global warming. Stop eating cows, global warming. Cows can't fart no more, global warming. Facts. Oh, it's very quiet. Very soon they're going to tax you when you do that. You fart, tax. Okay, I see most of you don't, don't watch the news. They, 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 want, they don't want us to eat meat no more. Now, I just want to ask a question, okay? Have you ever smelled if somebody else bries? When you bry, you just smell charcoal. But let the neighbor bry. All right, so all the meat eaters, have you walked past your neighbor? Here, go, here comes the smell from the neighbor. Oh, beautiful. I wonder if vegans feels the same way when they cut the grass. Mmm, the grass smells delicious. <laughs> so if you have vegans here, please just raise your hands. Just answer that question. I wonder if the neighbor is cutting his grass. Oh, smell that. So, in any case, they, they don't want us to eat meat and they, they don't want us to drive cars no more. Everything must be elec electric. We've got a problem in South Africa if we turn to electric cars because there's no electricity. <coughs> For electric cars to operate, you need electricity. But long story short, so they say that the earth is warming. Well, I don't know how many people still believe that lie. In actual fact, Sweden, Finland, um, and there's one more country that has recorded some of the coldest years ever. More than minus 47 degrees Celsius. So in other words, it, it's telling me something else. It's, the earth is not warming. It's basically cooling. But it's all about control. Please say control. Why? For the Antichrist to make his scene or come to the scenery and basically rule the earth. So when they came with the, with the, with the COVID, no vaccination, no entrance. Okay, so everybody, what did they do? They ran for the vaccination. Now, if you're vaccinated, I'm going to pray for you that God will help you and heal your body. It's a fact because they say the next strength is heart attacks. 
So that's the next thing that, the, how do they call it, the next variant. It's not a variant. It's the, obviously what the, what the vaccination has done. It's a fact. People are do- dropping dead. They, they recorded teenagers, boys, teenage boys, dropping dead of heart attacks. It is not normal. I said it's not normal. All right? So they said you will not make it without a vaccination. So for all the unvaccinated folks... All right, so everything was planned. Everything is, I, I'm telling you right now, I, if I look at the government, I trust no government. No government of the, of the world. There's so many cover-ups and stuff. Now, I've heard the latest thing in this fact, aliens. They caught aliens in the mall. Aliens is on the attack. Armies swamping the aliens. UFOs in the sky. You know, everybody sees a light in the sky. Oh, it's a UFO. Okay, so everybody... Now, first of all, let me explain something to you. Vessel, is there such a thing as aliens? No! There's no aliens. But they're going to use aliens as a cover-up. A cover-up for what? Because very soon, a group of people will no longer be on the earth. They will be gone. Out of here. And they will have to cover up. Where's the people? So there's two things that I believe all of them are that they're going to say. First of all, aliens abducted them. Must have been aliens. Second of all, blood group. Which blood group has been gone? Now let me tell you. We have a different blood group. We have the blood of the Lamb. And so the rapture of the church is going to happen sooner than people think. Very soon it's going to happen. Now there's people that sit here and you don't believe in the rapture. Absolutely fine. You can stay here. Take the church as yours. And I'll give you the right. If our church folks is gone and there's cars in the parking lot, I'll listen to you. Take everything. Josh, I'm not going to need it where I'm going. Woo, I said, I'm not going to need it where I'm going. Now, there's a lot of people, now hear me, that believe, there's Christians, that believe that they're going to go through the tribulation. Now, let me explain something to you. If you believe that you're going to go through the tribulation, it means that the only way that you can be saved is by being beheaded. They're going to kill you for the sake of God. Now, don't tell me, oh, they can kill me for the sake of the Lord. I will die over my faith. You can't even go to church over your faith. Oh, it's quiet now. You don't even go to church over your faith. Don't tell me you'll die over your faith. You can't even go to church. The day that they want to behead you, you will denounce Christ. You'll say, I don't know him. Are you listening to me? Now, why is the church not going through the tribulation? Because the tribulation is judgment. We are not part of Jacob's sorrows. We will not be judged with this world. Now I'm going to tell you quickly, then I'm going to get to the word of God. Do you know what's going to happen when the rapture takes place? Now, those who have died in the Lord. Now, can I just say this one more time? Not everybody that dies rests in peace. Please. How many of you have noticed that at funerals, the biggest liars is at funerals? He was such a great man. Wasn't that the guy that hit his wife, cheat, drank, uh, stole, lied, beat up his children, never went to church. Some people only go to church when they're dead. Imagine that. Have you been in church? Yes, he's in church now. Okay. But in any case, so if you have a loved one that is dead in Christ, I've served the Lord faithfully his whole life. Now, if you serve the Lord faithfully, 
I've said this multiple times in this church. It's not you saying Jesus Christ is Lord and live like this world. That's not being born again. Being born again means you are dead to the world, dead to trespasses. I no longer live in sin. I follow Jesus wholeheartedly. That's being born again. And now if you say that you're there and you're not going to church, I question that. I'm sorry. If it's like you telling me that you're married but not going home. If you say you're born again, you're not going to church, it's like you're being married but not going home. It's not going to last. The Lord wants people in a church. Jesus constituted the church, not man. People say the church is man-made. Uh-huh. Have you, do you have a Bible? Because my Bible says Jesus instituted the church. Then the disciples grew the church, and the apostles grew the church, and then the apostle Paul came and says, go to church. Don't sit at home. Okay, so long story short. So those of them that died in Christ Jesus... They are not asleep right now, okay? You have to understand scripture. This is why you need a pastor that will teach you these things. But there's a lot of people that think that when you die, you go into the ground and then your body sleeps until resurrection. That's not the truth. It's your body that goes back to corruption. Your soul and your spirit is alive. So your loved one right now is alive, either in heaven or in hell. If your loved one is in hell, he's, he or she is alive right now, conscious, knowing about the family on the earth, experiencing like you can never understand this. Those in heaven is conscious right now. The only thing that they don't have right now is their bodies. They are there in a spiritual body. But my Bible says at the day of the rapture, those who's dead in Christ shall rise first. So what's going to happen? So Jesus is not coming down to earth. He will be in the sky. I'll read that to you in a second. I'm just showing you something. Those loved ones of yours that's in heaven will come down with him from heaven. Their bodies will come from the grave and meet their spirit and soul. Bam! Are you following? So your loved one's physical body is coming out of the grave. Like Jesus' physical body is in heaven right now. Did you know that Jesus is not in the heaven, in heavens, in, in, a, in a spiritual body? He's there with his body that he walked in Jerusalem. The same body that was crucified on Calvary's cross. That's the body that he's living in in heaven right now and will live forevermore. So your body needs to come out of the ground and bang, meet your spirit. Those of you that's not dead, us, we will be changed in a moment. Woo, in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. And we will meet the Lord in the air. We will meet the Lord in the air. Come on, somebody, blow the trumpet. Get us out of here. We want to go home. Now, I'm not telling you this and saying these things because I am standing for escapism. Or I'm not telling you buy some food, store it up, and sit in a corner and, 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 you know, just wait for the rapture. No, we believe that Jesus is occupy until I come. But people need to understand what is about to come to the earth. What will happen if these people right now, even not in church, that will not understand that when the rapture has taken place, where is some of my loved ones? Imagine you wake up in the morning and you turn to your right and there's your husband's clothes, but he's gone. You run to your children's room, small kids, poof, gone, disappeared. And you've got no idea what's coming next. Well, maybe you hear me over the internet, over the television, wherever you are. Maybe you sit here and you listen, you're not fishing somewhere. You're basically listening to me. What happened is the rapture of the church has taken place. The Lord came for his church. Now, what will happen at the rapture? Why does the Lord take us to heaven? Number one, to pre represent us or to present us to the Father. Can you imagine this? I, I was thinking about this. So this is actually Jesus saying, oh, Father, 
Here's my church. This is my church. This is why he's coming back for a spotless church, a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle. Now, I said to the Lord last night, I was speaking to the Lord about this because the church is not righteous. I can tell you this as a fact. So what the Lord said to me that there's coming a separation in this hour that I've spoken on. Many great men of God have said the same thing. There's coming, a, 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 let's call it a cleansing, where God will remove people. And so those who's playing church will fall off and those who's holy will become more holier. People ask me this hour, so why certain people more blessed than others? Holiness. You're not holy. You can tithe until you pink in the face. If you're not holy, forget it. Do you know how many scriptures I can prove to you that holiness goes with blessing? Where God says, if you live right, if you walk in my, my counsel, in the fear of God, and you depart from sin, that I will take care of you, not just for you, your children's children. Hello? And if you knew you, yes, this is still a holiness church. We still believe in holy living. We still believe that sin is sin. We are not here, listen to me, people want, want Christians to be tolerant. I'm not tolerant of your sin. If you're in this morning and you're in a, in a different marriage, maybe you're a woman and you're married with a woman. We love you, the Lord loves you, but God hates your sin and your sin will take you to hell. If you're here sitting next to your girlfriend and you sleep together, I love you. The Lord loves you, but God hates your sin. You are going to hell. How many of you understand that? I can't, I can't be tolerant and say, oh, God knows your heart. He knows your heart. He knows your heart is filthy, far away from Him, and needs to repent. The last words that Jesus gave to the church was this, repent, or you will likewise perish. Now, people don't want that. Do you know what people want? People want groupy churches. Where's my friends going? Saturday, we party with Joel. <laughs> Sunday, we were just getting there because boyfriends and girlfriends, and you know, it's a feel good. And my friend is there. Is God there? That's my question. I don't care where my friends are. Listen, when you stand before God, your friends will not be there. You'll stand there alone. Don't follow the friends. Follow the glory. Follow God. Say, say amen if you're still here. So I'm just trying to explain to everybody in this building, and I know that you've heard me over and over and over and over say that, but... I want to show you a couple of verses in the scripture today. Now, what's going to happen? Let me just quickly say this. If the, if the rapture takes place right now, right now, now, what, what happens? The rapture, again, if you don't believe in the rapture, let's go. Let me just give you the scripture. First Thessalonians. I, I wanted to give it later on, but I will give it to you now. First Thessalonians chapter 4, from verse 13, it says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, now, if you study this word in the Amplified, it says those who have fallen asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. So let's just pause there. Let me explain something to you. If you have a loved one that's dead in Christ, you are not like this world with no hope. There is hope beyond the grave. They're not in the grave. They're in heaven rejoicing. They're waiting for you to come home. Your loved one might be dead three years, four years, five years. To them, they feel like they just entered heaven. Because the Bible says that one day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. They just came there. They just, they just arrived. You mourning like no, there's no hope, but there is a hope for us, and Jesus is his name. Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you will also be risen from the dead. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who has died in Christ. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord 
shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, with the shout of an archangel, and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on the earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so always, through the eternity of eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Through the eternities of the eternities, we shall be with the Lord. So please understand this. People don't believe in the rapture. Now, if you don't believe in the rapture, please explain to me this portion of Scripture. Where the Bible says we will meet the Lord in the air. Where it's very clear that He's not coming to earth. He's coming to earth physically in Revelation. But in Thessalonians, it says there's an event coming. Where we will meet the Lord in the air. Those who's dead in Christ shall rise up. We that's alive shall be changed. They will be changed because now their souls and their spirit will, will meet their bodies. So we will have our bodies back in heaven. What will happen next? Now God or Jesus Christ will present us before his father then we will be judged did you know that our judgment will not be the world's judgment but you'll stand before the mercy seat of christ and have to give accountability for everything you've done in the earth the bible says that day your work shall be tested through fire anything that you have done that's not worth a kingdom or not not worthy shall be burned away in other words there will be people that will be saved that day but they will weep bitterly do you know why because they stand before the Lord empty-handed. They will know that I have done nothing for God in the earth. Now, I'm not talking about, you. not everybody can preach. But there's ministry of helps. Do you know that? You pray for, the, for, for them. You, you tend church. You sow into the vision. There's a lot of stuff that you can be a part of. Because when I win souls over the world, you're not called to win souls maybe. The souls that I win, every sower will get that reward in that day. Because the Bible says one sows the seed, the one waters it, but both get the same result and the same reward. So maybe you can't go to America and Japan, and, but your money can. And because your money does, you will not stand before God empty-handed. Your prayer life, the husband you were to your wife, the wife that you were to your husband, the mother you were, the, the child you were to your parents. In that day, all those things shall you have to stand before God. Every idle word that has, you have been spoken or have been released from your mouth, You'll stand before God. Everything that you've done in this life. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Not everybody that says, we prophesied in your name, etc., etc. He says, those who have done the will of my Father, you must be born again. Say with, say with me, I must be born again. So what's going to happen is, we're going to hear a shout from heaven. And so what's going to happen is, that immediately when the rapture takes place, planes will fall from the sky. Cars will be, if you're on a highway, I promise you cars will, there will be big accidents all over. Cars will be emptied. As if the driver is born again, poof, there goes the driver. What happens with the car? Bang. There will be havoc like this world has not seen. In a couple of months after that, well, first of all, I believe on the news, they're going to have a great cover-up. They're going to say aliens have abducted them. Maybe it's blood, you know, because of blood. Now think about this. Your family's gone. Most don't know where they are. It will be havoc. Havoc, I'm telling you. Looting like you've never seen. 
financial institutions, money will mean nothing. And I'm not telling you these things to, to bring fear on you. If you serve the Lord faithfully, there's no fear. There's just celebration. We're about to move addresses. I'm telling you what we are heading towards because you can clearly see it. You can clearly see the nations of the world. You know, he was Prince Charles, then he's now the king. But in any case, he spoke the one day on a man that's coming that will rule. And he spoke on this man is so filthy rich. Who did he spoke of? I believe he spoke of the Antichrist. Is the Antichrist alive? Yes, he is. He's not supposed to be born. He's, he's already born. He's a grown man. He knows his job. Discover up. So, long story short, as I told you, there will be a global economic havoc all over. Now, I'm talking to the people that's left behind. This is going to happen. This is a fact. There will be tombs that will be emptied out, graveyards that will, you will walk at and see, well, there's a casket. Some of, some of the casket, you know, just the, the, the metal stuff will be there, but the body, the bones, gone. Poof, out of here. All right, this is why it's important to be buried and not cremated. I'm just saying. Okay, so. <laughs> then, days after that, maybe months after that, they will come to a scene, a man, that's called the Antichrist. And the Antichrist, when he comes, he will obviously make a peace treaty with Israel and promise them for protection. Now, what I believe, Walmart, if you look at what's happening in Israel right now, it's a forerunner. Okay, maybe you listen to me. There's, there's, there's a forerunner because what's going to happen when the church is gone, Russia will invade Israel. Russia will say enough. And this is why the Antichrist is going to sign a false peace treaty with Israel, and he's going to break that peace treaty. Can you say amen? amen. Now, I want to show you something. Uh, I want to read you a scripture, and then I'm going to... Go into a little bit deeper. I want just to want you to understand. Let's get one uh, or First Corinthians rather, fifteen, verse fifty-one and fifty-two. First Corinthians fifteen. Take notice. I tell you a mystery, a secret truth, an event decreed by the hidden purpose or counsel of God. We shall not all fall asleep in death. But we shall all be changed, transformed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call. For a trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, free and immune from decay, and we shall be changed and transformed. So Paul says in Corinthians, this is the event going to happen. Not all will die. What do you mean not all will die? I believe we are the generation that not all will die. We will see the Lord calling us from heaven. So what's going to happen when he's catching up the church into, in heaven, the, the, the whole earth is going to run its course through the tribulation. Did you know there's about 21 judgments going to fall on the earth in that time? Now again, if somebody tells you that we're going to be part of the, of the tribulation, for, by all means, the Bible in actual fact says in the book of Hebrews that those who love his appearing, those who's expecting him to come, they will be part of it. So if you don't expect him to come, don't think that you'll be part of it. You don't believe in the rapture, don't worry. You're going to ride it out. You're going to ride out the tribulation while we stand in the presence of the Almighty God. Jesus even said this. Let, yes, slowly goes. Let me show you. Luke. Go to the book of Luke. Luke 21. And then I'm going to read you one more, and then I'm going to preach to you that you understand where I'm coming from. And what's going to happen after the rapture? I want to just create this thing. Don't listen to Google. I, I beg you, read your Bible. 
Don't listen to what Google says. There's no rapture. We're going to go through tribulation again. If you, want to, if you love the tribulation, please. But take heed to yourselves. This is Jesus that says, take heed to yourselves and be on your guard. Lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed. Listen to this. Weight down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness, and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life. And lest that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose. A pause there. Let me show you what's happening. Everywhere around the world right now, people are worried. They are under strain about the affairs of this life. Come on, wave at me. How's the first sign that you will know the rapture will take place? The time is here. Is when people have this burden of life. They become oppressed and depressed and they can't handle life no more. Your only affair is to survive, survive, survive. I just need to get out of this one more problem, just this one more time. So your only affair is that. Now Jesus says this. He says, don't let this happen to you. Don't be caught up with the affairs of this life because then you will miss the day. Because you will, only thing that you will do is you will work out on trying to plan on how can I get out of my miracle and you have left your first love. And we have to come back to our first love in order for us to be out of here. Say amen. Can I read on? Uh, in verse 36 it says this. It says, Keep awake then and watch at all times. Be discreet, attentive, and ready. Praying that you may have the full strength and ability and be accounted worthy to escape all these things taken together that will take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. So this is a fact that Jesus spoke on the rapture. He says, Pray. That you might be found worthy to escape the things that's about to come and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. Because when the rapture happens, you're going to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. Is somebody listening to me? Yes, Holy Spirit. Revelation chapter 4, one verse there that I want to show you. From Revelation 1 to 3, it speaks about the grace of God. It speaks about how the Lord has warned the church. He has told the church to get their affairs in order. He spoke to the church that's lukewarm. Now, if you think that you can be lukewarm, just read the book of Revelation. He says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. In other words, if you are, you know the Lord, but you're lukewarm. Did you know that you're on your way to hell, according to the scriptures? You can't even be part of the rapture if you're lukewarm. Now, that's just the fact. Now, Revelation 1, 2, 3, grace, grace, grace. Why is that? Because the church is here. When the church is gone, no more grace. So from Revelation 4, you see the outpour of God's wrath. If you're in this building and you believe that God's just grace, then you have not met the God of the Bible. You have not read the word of God at all because God's grace equals His wrath. Are you, are you still following me? If you think it's a fairy tale, find out. I can promise you this church will be empty that day. Now listen to what it says in verse, chapter 4, verse 1. After this... After these things I looked, which things? It starts off by saying, after these things I looked and behold the door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here. And I will show you things which must take place after this. After what? After the rapture. After the church is gone. So the Bible is very clear. There's an event coming that people is not ready to. They are not ready to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go on. I want to show you a couple of things. And for, for time's sake, I'll try to do more of this 
so that you can understand because there is on God's calendar. What's the next on God's calendar? I believe this with all of my heart. Now, in the book of, I believe in the book of Peter, the scripture says this very clearly. There's been some scoffers from the beginning that says, oh, where is his coming? That's what people say. And people say that, and it's in the scripture, by the way. We've heard that he's coming back when we were small kids. Where is the return of the Lord? Then he goes on to say in the book of Peter, don't you know that God is merciful? And one day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day in the presence of God. And God's plan is not to, 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 to let people go to hell. So what's Jesus trying to do? He's trying to save as many people as possible. So on God's calendar, what's happening right now is the following. There's a purification of the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, and if I say the church, it's not people that goes to church. It's those who surrendered, yielded, clean, holy, righteous. Now, when last have you been in the presence of God? I'm, I'm asking you, think about this. When last have you prayed, seek the faith of the Lord? Not, Lord, give me money, goodbye. When last have you banged on heaven's doors? When it was just you and God. If you have not done that, I am afraid for your life. I beg you, come in a relationship with the Lord. Because if, if, listen to me, if you are married and you only send your wife WhatsApps, your marriage will not work. Sometimes you have to come face to face and have a conversation. Amen? Spend time with one another. The same with our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be intimate with Him. Intimate. And I'll say this again, for the sake of all the churches worldwide, you can't grow at your home. You can't be intimate there. I've, I've spoken to many church folks or people that's not in church. And when you hear the, the doctrine, what they believe, it's a mess. It's a mess. All right, so follow me. Are you still enjoying this? It's, it's for your benefit, I promise you. And my prayer is that when that day arrives, that each one of you might be found worthy, holy, without spot and wrinkle in the presence of the Lord to escape what's coming. Because Jesus says, pray. Pray that you might be found worthy to escape what is about to come on the earth. Now, even if you go and search for a preacher that, that's against the rapture, it doesn't take the word away. It's still going to happen. You can find the church that does not speak on sin. Doesn't mean you're not going to be judged on sin. You're going to still be judged on sin. Are you following what I'm saying? If it's in the word, it's, it's the truth. So the tribulation will happen. Uh, and I'm, I'm jumping a couple of stuff because of time's sake. So I have, to, I have to be here and then I have to be there. So if you, have you realized that when, when the trumpet blows, it announces royalty? So when we hear it means the king is here. So the royal, we see royalty, we see the king. And then we are out of here. We will be with the Lord forever. All right, so now I want you to, I want to, follow, I want you to follow me. So after the rapture, what's going to happen? There will be seven years of tribulation. Tribulation like this world has not seen. Sorrows like this world has not seen. Out of the seven years, there will be 21, at least 21 judgments that will, will fall upon the face of the earth. Now, have you noticed, according to the scripture, this is a scary thought. The Bible says that God will blind many people. In the tribulation. What do you mean they will, he will blind them? They will hate God. They will hate the word. And God will allow them to be blinded. Now you tell me, under grace, dispensation. You can't serve God now. How will you do it when grace is gone? How will you do it if, if, if everything that, in actual fact, they're going to hate Christianity so much. 
If you look at the economy right now, they, 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 reckon, they reckon more nations is falling into economic depression. So what they are pushing for is a one-world currency. They are, they are murdering, butchering Christians right now in Nigeria. Now, if you have been offended in church, please don't tell people, you know, I've been, you know, I've been uh, attacked for the gospel's sake. I'm a martyr. You're not a martyr. A martyr is those who have lost their lives because they are faithful stewards and servants of the Most High God. Are you following me? And again, let me just add to this. You know, I've heard a guy say the other day, you know, I will, if, if there's a tribulation, I will go through the tribulation and I will fight him. I said, you can't even pull up your pants. We've got a generation that says, I'll stand for God, but you can't even pull up your pants. Oh, uh, you're a man. Oh, I'm offended. I'm offended. You think you're not going to be offended when the Antichrist says that Jesus Christ is a con artist? Because that's on, on these this news people right now, anchor, as they call them, anchor people, that denounces Jesus Christ. Now I want to get this doctrine right in your head. Jesus Christ is not just the Son of God. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's not a fairy tale. He's not a way. He's the only way. He's the only truth and He's the only life. No man goes to the Father except through Him. It's through His blood. It's through His grace. Come on, it's through His mercy. It's through His love that God has saved you and draw Him, draw you to Him. Nothing and no man can save you. Only Jesus Christ. And every knee shall bow. I cannot wait. Every tongue will confess. Every atheist, every mocker, every hater. Come on. Every single person ever born shall stand before Him and acknowledge Him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen to me. In that day, your opinion will not matter. You will not be able to say, Lord, I've tried my best. You will hear guilty, 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 guilty. This is why when you are born again and you stand before the, the throne of glory, then the blood of Jesus will speak for you. You can hold your peace and know that there's an advocate in heaven that has pleaded your case. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now follow me. With the rapture, seven year tribulation, then scripture says Jesus returns, Revelation 19, Armageddon. Now that's the, the time where we will come from heaven. We will already receive our reward. We will already stand as, as I say, judgment, meaning your work shall be judged. Everything that you've done, said in your life will be judged before the Lord. You'll receive the crown of life. Now you have a new body. Now you're going to come from heaven. The tribulation is now over. Now they're invading Israel from all walks, all corners. Now you have to understand, I'm, 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 I'm telling you how terrible this is. I'll, I'll show you this in a minute. But the Lord will come from heaven. We will be part of that army that will come down. Jesus will set up his. Now, how many of you have not been to Israel? Not. Lift your hands high. Don't worry. We're going to live there. That's going to be our headquarters for at least a thousand years. Because the Bible says in Revelation 19, we are coming down with him. Where will he be coming down to? Israel. He's going to set up his quarter. The true king will sit in the temple to be worshipped. Hallelujah. And we will rule and reign. Now, there will be people that will come out of the tribulation. All right? And in the tribulation, people will still get pregnant. Women will still get pregnant. Let me just say that correctly for the sake of social media and TV. Women will still get pregnant, still produce children, and they will be that tribulation saints. 
Then, after Revelation 19, when Jesus came, comes back, he will establish his kingdom on the earth for a thousand years. The devil is bound now in the underworld for a thousand years. Why is that? Because Jesus tries to save as many people still as possible. But there's a difference between those men and us. Those who has come from the tribulation uh, and, and, the, and the, the, the millennium is called natural men. In other words, according to the scripture, they will live, they won't, they won't, they won't receive the reward that we've received. I, I hope I'm not, missing, I'm not missing you right now. We are changed, new body, body that no longer decays, heavenly body, all right? But they never die. They come out of the tribulation now, natural men, never went to the ground, never been raptured. Now, if those that saved will be called natural men, they will have to work in the field. They will still have children in the new, when the new uh, world, the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven. Did you know that? We will judge them. We will rule over them. They will have to come every year, and they will have to come to Jerusalem to worship the king of heaven. They will have to eat leaves from the trees to stay healthy while we are changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And rule and reign with God in the new Jerusalem. Now, I want to explain something to you very quickly. According to the scripture, when the devil has been loosed for a thousand, after the thousand years, he's loosed for a short while. The Bible says, then he will go out and deceive again. Do you know, that according to the Bible, how many people he will deceive? Now, what, what, what do I mean? So then again, they will turn against the Lord. During the millennial reign, we call it the millennial reign, the thousand years that Jesus sets up his kingdom on the earth, that people will hate his laws. Imagine this. Here's God, but I hate him. I hate his laws. I don't want to do what he says. I want to be wicked. The Bible says that the devil will gather for himself so many people as much as the sand of the sea. Now, how much is the sand of the sea? Innumerable. And they will all go to hell. They will fight against the Lord and they will be destroyed. And then what will happen is the following. White throne judgment. Those in hell will be taken out of hell. Judged. And put into the pool of fire or the lake of fire. So now hell is a confinement. It's like a small prison. You're waiting on your trial. But when that trial comes, you go to the big one. That's what happens in hell. And then, so let me, let me, let me show you this. This is where I want to get to. So if the, if the rapture happens now in the next 60 minutes. Who? 60 minutes. Some of you will disappear. Some of you will sit here. That's a fact. And in a few days, there will be, I believe in a few days, I don't think it will be months, in a few days there will be an appearance of a man that they will call the Antichrist. How many of you realize that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the earth? It's already in the earth. It's already, everything is Antichrist, Antichrist. I heard last night the new thing that they have, Alexa. Hello, Alexa. Can you tell me about Jesus? Then they say, the new one will say, ask something less offensive. When you say, Alexa, tell me about Buddha, a whole list goes out again who Buddha is. But they deny Jesus Christ, it's too offensive. We are living in a time where the name of Jesus will become offensive. Where people will drag you to court because you mentioned that name. Well, let me be the first to say that there is a lovely name, a powerful name, a holy name, a righteous name, a healing name. And that's the name of Jesus. And we will preach that name. For salvation is given through no other name but through the name of Jesus Christ. 
Come on, I want you to say this with me. I am not, af I'm not afraid. And I'm not ashamed. Do you believe that? I'm not ashamed. Let the world know that my Jesus is alive. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, I want to go there. I, I hope I, I brought it with me. Yeah, let's, let's go. So, I want to show you this. When the, when the tribulation happens, in Revelation 8, 9, uh, 8 verse 9 to 16, it speaks about, now you have to think about, it speaks about the bowls of God. It, it speaks about the seals that will be broken. It speaks about the trumpets. Now, all of that, it is judgments. Now, you have to understand the seven years. The seven years is what Daniel has prophesied. Daniel has prophesied. Now, he, he spoke on the seven years. Again, for time's sake, I'm running through this. So, I'll hopefully get, because I want to pray for people, if God allows it. So, in, 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 the, in the future, I'm going to teach you a little bit more on this. But long story short, in the seven years, there will be three and a half years, as they call it, light affliction. Why is that? So, there will be light affliction and then heavy affliction. Uh, um, the first three and a half years, the Antichrist has made a covenant of Israel, but he will break it. So basically what he says is, I'm protecting Israel. No nation can attack Israel. Now, if you don't understand this, that the, the Antichrist is going to, to rule the earth. Every single person that's on the earth will be under his rule. That's a fact. He's going to rule the ten kingdoms that's left of the European nations. But he's going to rule supreme. So the first three and a half years of the, of the, of the help me Jesus, tribulation. They call, we call it three and a half light, which is not light. The worst scenario in your head today, times it by a million. That's the first three and a half years. When he breaks the covenant with Israel, there will be the last three and a half years that will be so severe that death will flee from you. Now imagine... Death is a spirit. Imagine the spirit of death flees away because of what he sees on the earth. We have been taught, when I was a little boy, I always heard in Pentecostal churches that in heaven there will, there's going to be half an hour of silence. I always thought to myself, every day there's going to be half an hour of silence. What do we do in that half an hour of silence? Then I became a man. And then I started knowing my Bible. And it does not say that we're going to stand every day half an hour being quiet. The half hour that there's quietness in heaven is in the tribulation when everybody in heaven looks down on the wrath of God and they are so stunned that they can't even speak. Can you imagine this? Something happened but you can't say anything. That's how severe it will be. Now I'm telling you what the Bible says, okay? So don't be mad at me. I'm just, I'm just telling you this. Number one, I want, you to, I want to show you this. I'm, I'm going to try to, to do this as quick as I can. Now, if, if I gave you scriptures, read it out of the New King James Version. It's, it's nice to flow. I like to use the Amplified sometimes because it blows it up and it adds some, some uh, descriptive words. So, let's go. When the tribulation happens in the first three and a half years, a third of the earth's vegetation will be burnt up. This means green, uh, grass, trees, and all you eat. A third of the whole white world's, <laughs> can you imagine, vegetation, <laughs> gone. So what will this mean? This means that, in actual fact, you have to understand it's judgment that comes. This is why it disappears. It burns up. So what will happen? There will not be enough food. People will kill for food. People will kill for food. Are you following what I'm saying? 
People will, they will kill their neighbors for food. I heard a guy say the other day, you know, get food, put it in your basement as much as you can. I'll tell you this, if you're not saved, your, your neighbor is going to kill you for your food. He's going to take your food. He's not going to die without food. Number two, the sun and the moon will be darkened. According to the book of Revelation, the sun and the moon will be darkened. It speaks about pain. Darkness brings great depression and great fear. If you can imagine constant darkness, it brings fear permanently, constantly. Because of pure darkness across the face of the earth. I'm, I'm giving you a couple of this. The gates of hell will be opened. According to the scripture, right now, this is what you don't realize. You are a spirit being. Say with me, I'm a spirit being. So this is a tent. So when you die, or if God permits it, He can open up your spiritual eyes right now. You will see angels right now. You'll see demons fighting for you and angels protecting you. Trust me, I've seen into that world. The Lord has showed me many times. But your eyes can't see it. Paul says that he saw stuff in heaven that he's not permitted to say. Because some will lose their faith. You will not even believe that God has created something like this. Okay, let me explain something to you. In heaven right now, there's a living creature. He's got four heads. He's got six wings. He's got eyes everywhere, all around him. Can you picture that? It seems like, wow, can it be? This is a living creature in the presence of God. He cries out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. But now the next one I want to show you what's going to happen. The Bible says the gates of hell shall be opened. Right now in the underworld, there is uh, there's five compartments. One of the compartments shall be opened up. And the Bible says there will come out demons that looks like scorpions. But they are tall men with scorpion tails. And they will punish men on the earth for months at end. Months. 200 million of them. You will see them. Now, I, I know that you don't believe this. But it's in the Bible and the Bible cannot lie. You're going to physically see these demonic spirits with tails as scorpions. And they will sting people, punish them. That's the job. Tell me again, how are you going to serve God then? And not now under the grace dispensation? Tell me now, if your son is still, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that affair that you have, whatever, is it still worth you going to hell for? Uh, missing the rapture. And you know what's the sad part? It is going to happen. People will be left behind. The Bible says that men will crawl into caves and beg God to let them die. And God will not permit them to die. They will beg God, rather kill me because I cannot stand the punishment that's on the earth. There will be worldwide famine. Blood will flow in the rivers. This means there will be no water to drink. Every person on the earth will be covered with boils. No exceptions. Every single person. The seven seas of the earth will be turned to blood. Every river, every stream will be blood. There will be first on the earth. People will want water. There's nothing. Every river, the seven seas, even if you have borehole water, every drop of water shall be turned into blood. Do you understand this? The sun, because now remember, there's three and a half years, three and a half years makes up the seven years. When the Lord permits the sun to shine, the sun will scorch the earth with tremendous heat. Fires will break out all over the earth. People will die because of the heat in the streets. People will be set on fire because of the heat. 
Men will seek death, the Bible says. They will seek death. Earthquakes will be so huge, according to Revelation 9. Earthquakes will be so huge that the islands of the sea will disappear. So if you think about Bahamas, Hawaii, Mauritius, gone. Earthquakes so big. Now what happens after a very huge earthquake? Most of the time, a tsunami. Tsunamis will cover those islands. It means that no islands will ever exist again. Done. One third of the of world's mankind will be dead. Now, if I have to take into account, say, for instance, we speak about America, it means a hundred million, at least a hundred million people at that moment. Hail will fall from the sky as big as rocks and will kill people. Now, what I want you to understand, and I'm giving you just a couple, what I want you to understand. In the tribulation, all of hell that's breaking loose, you're going to have to run for your life. Let me explain something to you. The peace of the Lord is gone. The knowing that he's, the grace of God is no longer here is gone. That is what's going to, this is what I say, I think the worst thing in hell, apart from the fire, apart from the worms that eat you day and night, apart from the shouts, the stank, the, the people that beg God for mercy, I think the worst thing is being separated from God. To be separated from His presence. That's the worst thing in hell ever. Now that, what, that's what people will feel in the tribulation, a separation from God. And people, I'm telling you, these loved ones right now, your loved ones that's going to go through this. Can you imagine this? Because they reject Christ. They reject His Lord. They reject His Word. They don't want Him. You know what's going to happen? The Bible says this clearly, that the only way that people can buy and sell is to have a chip implanted in their, in their arms. Now, I've heard now over the world they are testing it out. There's now shops that you can go to even in America where you pay with your palm. So you don't pay with a card. No more cash. I think they said just now Woolworths is going to stop cash in South Africa. No more cash. So I said stop, stop buying from them. Refuse it. Because what's going to happen next? So people follow, okay, here's my card. Next they're going to say, no more cards. You better have the chip. Okay, here's my chip. And if you receive the mark of the beast, the Bible says you've sold your soul to the devil and you will be in all hell forever and forever. Do you follow? So you can't do business without the chip. You can't receive a salary. You can't go to the doctors. Everything, every single movement will be because of the chip, the mark of the beast. So people need to realize that the times that is coming is going to be worse than ever before. I want to just quickly give you this. The Bible speaks about Armageddon, where the nations of the world will come against Israel. So here's Israel. Now let me make a statement about Israel. Israel has been or has belonged to the Jews even before Islam ever existed. Islam existed, I think they said, 700 years after Jesus. Well, my Bible says that God gave Israel to Abraham and his descendants. So stop fighting, you know, the poor Palestines is their property. It's not. It belongs in actual fact. Can I preach to you? It's time that Iran, Saudi Arabia, and all the like, Syria and all of them, get off the property of Israel. Because Israel was never this small. Israel was the land of milk and honey. But I tell you that the day is coming that Israel will be Israel again. Hallelujah. So you can dance with your flags and sing your songs. We stand with God's people. Hallelujah.
And I know this Jews that does not believe in Jesus. It does not change the fact that the Lord imagined this in the tribulation. God has selected 144,000 Jews that will preach and revival will spread in Jerusalem and in Israel. Not in South Africa, not in America. It will be for the Jews. So God will save the Jews. It doesn't say they're going to toy toy in Iran. They're going to preach this gospel. Say amen if you believe that. Now I want to, I want to, I'm almost there, I promise you. Do you enjoy this? Now listen to this, I want to show you this and then I'm, then I'm going to go to the verse and then I'm done, I'm going to pray for you. The Bible says when, you can read this in Ezekiel, it speaks about the, the Armageddon. In, um, in Israel there's a valley called the Megiddo Valley. It's a very large valley. And that's, that's where the war will happen. But here's the thing, so now they will come and attack Israel for all the nations. That day, I promise you, America will stand for Israel. But Israel won't need America. Okay, let me speak to this side. Because that day is that we will come from heaven with Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is not your political leader that sits with their big mouths at home and get their demons to kill people on their behalf. That's not my God. My God, my King, the champion of all champions, He's riding right in front. He Himself, at the coming of His, I mean just His coming, the brightness of His glory, shall consume the foes and every single enemy of Israel. Are you listening to me? The Bible says this. After that day, Israel will start to bury those men. They will burn their weapons for seven years. Imagine all the weapons that will come against Israel. It's so much that they will bury it for seven years without starting a fire. God's glory will smite them all. And for seven years, the Bible says this, it will take seven months nonstop to bury all those men. To bury all the armies that has invaded, tried to invade Israel. Can you imagine? What do you think will be the hook? Why Israel? I'll tell you why. Oil. Oil is the hook. Israel right now, they reckon, is the biggest oil distributor in the world. Why is that? Because it's God's people. Amen? Now, I, you know, <laughs> South Africa has done a very stupid thing. And I'll, I'll say this to you. There will be a huge, huge, huge price to pay. South Africa has come against Israel. We are the first nation that went to the criminal court, international criminal court, and say basically that Israel is committing crimes against humanity. I want to speak into that camera and tell our president, look at your own country, sir. You are committing crimes against humanity. Nobody bats an eye. You know what I want to think is, is, is clean at your own house. Before you worry about other nations. Because what you've done right now, you have not come against another government. You have come against the government of heaven. They, even in Israel right now, they, on, on the television, they, the news networks and the anchors, they said this, they said, South Africa, you'll be judged for touching Israel. South Africa, you'll be judged. America says, we are tired of South Africa. 
tired. It's time that we deal with them. Now I want to tell you, you're not going to toy toy in that day. One missile will take you out. Do you understand that? We don't even have a running police force. What about an army? Our army is more on strike than anything else. What will keep you in this hour? You'll have to know Jesus Christ. Without Him, you're lost. In that day, I promise you this, if you have money stacked up in your bank, tell, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do with this money for your kingdom? Because that money is going to mean nothing very soon. I give you my word, it will mean nothing. Nothing. Our citizens are disarmed. If you've got cash in your house in that hour, you'll be done. Mark my words, the economies of the world is collapsing. It's only what you've done for the kingdom of God that will be able to stand. That's what the Bible says, so don't be angry at me. Give and it shall be given. But did you know that not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall be in the rapture? Not everybody that sings the song, Holy are you, Lord, shall be in the rapture. I want you to listen to me very quickly. Now, please hear me before I say this. You can leave this church today and say, call your mother, call your father, call a friend. I'm not going back to that church. That guy, is, you know, he's just straight on. He's hard. There's no love. Okay, let me explain something to you. Do you know why I preach what I preach? It's because of love. Because the day is coming. The Bible says, don't you know that your spiritual, uh, the spiritual people that God has sent over your pastor, your teacher, he, he, he's basically given to guard your soul. So when I stand before the Lord one day, you have to understand my judgment will be much worse than yours. I'll have to stand before My wife's judgment will be more, more worse than yours. And she doesn't preach. She can preach, but she doesn't preach. She's married to me. What she's done with the calling upon my life. The decisions that she's made. My children will stand under another accountability than your kids. Why? Because they're father and their mother. So you have to understand, don't judge us very quickly. Don't say, oh, this guy doesn't have love. I preach what I preach because of love. Because when I stand before God one day, I'm going to have to give accountability why I have not warned you. Did you know in the book of Ezekiel, it says this. He says, if you don't warn, listen to me. He speaks about the sinner now. He says, if you don't warn the sinner, I will require the blood from your hands. Listen to this. He says, if I tell you this, this is the word. He says, if you don't tell the righteous to stop sinning, I will forget their righteousness and they will die, go to hell. And I will keep you accountable for not warning them. He says, but if you warn them and they don't listen, don't worry, their blood is on their own hands. But you are, are safe. Now this is why we say what we say. So I want you to understand this. It is much more than just, oh, he's a good man. He's been to heaven. Oh, he died. He's in a better place right now. Fly high with the angels. There's no flying. Okay, first of all, we're not going to sit on a cloud and eat grapes the whole day. It's not heaven. Okay? Not everybody that dies goes to a better place. There's people that's dead right now that's begging God for mercy that will never have mercy. Begging God, have mercy on my soul. Never have mercy. Because what have you done with the mercy that God has given you? So in other words, to walk with God, I've said the other day, Jesus says we have to make disciples. The word disciple comes from the word discipline. If you have no discipline, you can't be a disciple. What do you mean discipline? Discipline with your time. Discipline with your righteousness, with your, your right standing with God. The time you spend with the Lord. What you do for the kingdom of God. And I want people to understand this. God does not look at you only like this. Oh, he's got a black shirt on, blue jeans. That's not God. 
When God looks, He goes straight to the heart. He inspects every, every detail of your heart, every thought pattern, what you have been thinking about. On, on, in your daily life, your daily walk, you can't hide this from God. God sees what you think. When your wife or your husband is asleep, God knows what you do. No, it's quiet now. God knows what you do when you're at your work. Come on, God knows how many times you flirted and uh, lied and cheated and stole. And I know Christians that don't even believe the full gospel. They say, I believe this, but I don't believe that. God knows that. Do you know that? For that, you will have to stand before God. So what happens now is when the Lord returns for His people, He's looking for a people that's holy. Now, let me explain something with you. If you come to Jesus Christ, you're asking for forgiveness, then you're forgiven, right? Hello? Forgiven. The Bible says God never thinks about it again. So in other words, it never happened. It never happened. So you think about, you know, this guy don't like me, that guy don't like me because they think about this, they think about that. Let me tell you, it never happened. So when you live a life of constantly of what I've done in the past, you're going to miss it. Because then you don't believe that Christ is your Savior. What happens is when you're born again, now you turned around, I'm no longer doing that stuff that I used to do. Now, uh, we had a stupid question the other day. Stupid, stupid, stupid. If I know something is sin and I still do it, is it then sin? That's a question that we got. If, we know, if I know something is sin and I, and I do it, is it still sin? No, no, it's not sin. You just ask and answer yourself. <laughs> now, what does it mean to be righteous? I'm almost finished, I promise you. When I'm in right standing with God, there's no desire in me to sin. There's no desire in me to sin. No desire. I don't wake up in the morning and say, today I'm going to steal. You know, Jesus says this. He says, be vigilant, be sober. If I take the word sober and I dissect the word sober, it's, it's, also, it's, it's obviously about how you live, but also he says, if God catch you with drink, done. Now, let me explain to you. The Bible says, you, you, this is what you say. As long as I don't get drunk. Did you know the Bible says tipsiness? You started drinking, you become tipsy. Now, Ivan can drink one drink. Jack can drink one drink. Maybe Ivan is more, is, is tipsy before him. So which level is tipsiness? I can't say, no, he's level. No, no, he's already tipsy. This means that all form of alcohol is wrong. Wrong. You can't drink today, ask God for forgiveness. If you're born again, I don't even have to tell you don't drink. There's nothing in you. I don't have to stand there and say, stop watching porn because you're born again. Nothing in you wants to look at porn. Are you, are you, are you quiet? Help me preach in this place. I don't have to tell you don't lie because if you're righteous, this is how you know that you're born again. That there's nothing in you that want to do that because you never want to hurt your first love. You love the Lord. You walk in righteousness and holiness. And I promise you, according to the word, He'll bless you. So let me go, let me do this, then I'm done. There's conditions. Did you know? There's conditions to be a part of the rapture. Say to your neighbor, tell your neighbor there's conditions. Say it again. Do you believe that there's conditions? He says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Now, I want you to show you the word sleep doesn't mean don't go home and sleep. It basically says don't be careless like the unfaithful virgins. 
Be ready. Your lamp must be filled with oil. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got some oil in me. We have to be the opposite of what Peter, James, and John was when they couldn't watch an hour with Christ. We'll have to come to a place where we are vigilant and sober and awake, where we can serve the Lord faithfully and pray, seek the face of God. When he says you have to watch, be always alert and live godly in Christ. Do not let oneself be overthrown by temptation. Do you know how sin develops? Sin develops here. You think about it. Then it develops and when it's fully grown, the Bible says, it causes death. If you want to die young, live in sin. I'll tell you this, there's, there's ministers of the gospel that God uses. And their spouses, I'm speaking to their spouses again because God sees you as one. That God moves through and, and, and uses in such a powerful way. That, that man, when that man falls in sin, he dies. Prematurely. Now, last night I have had an episode of something in my, my body, and I heard the Lord say to me, how much longer must I warn you? It hit me. It hit me hard. Okay, I'll, I'll be bound to say this. I like my Coca-Cola. I like a Coca-Cola. Devil. So, I must stop with my Coca-Cola. The one doctor told me the one that you can drink as much Coca-Cola as you like. You'll never be overweight. You'll never have sugar diabetes. I said, no, I believe all that. I like that. But I'll tell you the one thing, that I can pray God protect my life if I don't live the life. I can tell you, I don't live in sin. I'm living close to God. I mean, there's no problem. But there's another facet. If you overweight, you have to take care of yourself. Because when you die prematurely, You'll stand before God and give accountability for why you've died before your time. Are you following what I'm saying? I know that it is, I think that this, it's time that we demand everybody stop sugar. We say, church, we're going to go on a sugar fast. Amen? And only GMO and, and what, what else? No GMO and, God, oh, thank you, my darling, gluten. No gluten, gluten-free. Gluten-free, no gluten. Gluten is a sin. <laughs> no gluten in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, so we're almost there. Be sober. The Greek word means the following. To drink no intoxicants. Live soberly and righteously. And watch even among the heathen to be drunk in the day. Hence the administration to live as children of light and of the day. Put on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet of the hope of salvation. Now, I can give you 10 more at least. You're going to have to be holy. You're going to have to live right. Do you know that the Bible says that the fearful, they will be condemned to hell? You might say, I love the Lord of all my life, but you walk in fear constantly. You're busy sinning. Everything that's not of faith is sin. You have to be in Christ. You have to belong to Christ. You have to be holy. You have to have done good. You can't live like this world and expect you to be part of the rapture. You have to be worthy. You have to be in the way, the truth, and the life. You have to be part of a church. You have to purify yourself as He is pure. And you have to be without spot and wrinkle. Now, do you know what I like about this church and ministry? You can never say, Lord, I didn't know. Why did you fall again? Lord, I never, I, I didn't know what it means. 
Dan they, they, they plays a, a, a whole a whole scene like you in the movies, and the Lord shows you every time you fornicated, every time you lied, you cheated, you. Why am I preaching this? Because the day is approaching. I'll tell you, as I've said this last week, what's God going to do now? The world is shaken. Everything that's in the secret comes out now in the light. All right? There's a purification of the body of Christ. Miracles, signs, and wonders will be the norm of the day. Suddenly, the wealth of the wicked hits people's lives. You walk in the favor of the Lord, and you don't even realize that. God's going to bless this church for the expansion of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the Antichrist cannot come unless the church is gone. When the church is gone, bang, it's going to happen. But right now, I, I'm telling you, until that day, and that day is approaching, you hear more wars and rumors of wars. I, I, I said this on, on Old Year's Eve, or New Year's Eve, I don't know how you call it, New Year's Eve. I said there will be, uh, there will be uh, earthquakes more than ever before. First of January, earthquakes hit Japan. It hit New York. It hit Los Angeles. I said it the day before that, earthquakes are going to hit the 1st of January, bang, earthquake, tsunamis, there's stuff coming out. I don't know how many of you have followed the Epstein list, it's coming out of all the sick, pedophiles, Hollywood people and the rest alike that rapes and abuses children. Everything is coming out, everything is coming in the light. The church has been at the bad, just at the back, singing Salah Salah. Everybody was just worried about themselves, but God says, I'm about to do something new, something far above what you've ever seen and imagined, and He's looking for men and women of God that will say, Lord, despite of how many people I will lose, how many people will, will talk about me and say nasty stuff about me, as for me and my house, we're going to serve you, Lord, and we will stand firm on the Word of God. While you're still here, you have, you have hope. Do you understand that? You're not yet dead. God's grace and mercy is still here for you today, but don't reject it. One more thing, I promise you, then I'm done. I have to be done then. I heard a preacher said he was preaching in a church the one day, and it was a storefront. In other words, if I look at the back, I can see cars. He said it was a small church, so he was looking at the back, and he can see cars driving past. He says there's a man right in the back of the church, and the Lord says to him, walk towards that man. He said, you walk towards this man. And he says, for an hour, he begged that man to make his life right with the Lord. A whole hour. He says, the Lord says, this man is going to die. He's lost without me. And he says, he, he, he begged him and he preached the gospel to him. And this man didn't want to hear it. And he says, finally, this man jumped up. He said, I don't want him. And he ran out, got into his car. Now the preacher says, I'm looking at him in his car. As he sped off, a truck came, hit his car from the side, dead on the spot. Rejected Jesus Christ. You have still hope while you're in this place. And I know that there's, I'm not speaking to Okay, I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you this for sure. I know that there's people in this place that loves the Lord of all of their hearts. Then I know there's people in this place that loves God, but you play with His grace. You think that God is tolerant for, about my lifestyle. There's, there's only one lifestyle. That's the kingdom lifestyle. That's it. I know what, the, what they say. In South Africa, you can marry more than one wife. It's not biblical. One wife is more than sufficient. The only reason why Solomon had so much woman is to help spend his money. That's it. All right? He had to have a thousand because he had so much. All right? He had so much money. Somebody had to spend it. Okay. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to quickly stand to your feet. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this word. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. That is new every morning. New every hour of every day. And Father, we want to stand before you today. And we don't want to take this minute lightly. This moment in time where we have access to the throne of grace. I want you as you're standing here in his presence to think about what I'm saying. Right now, in this moment, in this very second, you have the opportunity to run to his throne of grace and to say one more time, Lord, have mercy on me. To run to his throne of grace and say, Lord, I just want to tell you today that I love you. You are everything to me. I choose you over and over, Lord. They can keep the whole white world. They can keep everything in this world as long as I have you. Think about this very moment right now that you are alive and there's still grace for you that you can run to the throne. What are you doing with this time right now? Will you run to his throne wherever you are? And just lift your hands to heaven and just love on him. This place is forevermore. I pray heal everyone in this building this morning. Heal every broken heart. That's every contrite spirit. People that are standing here that feels far away from you. I pray today it will be settled. I pray today will be the day, Lord, that they will know it's settled in heaven. Lord, as I was praying things in last night, you showed me a book. And I saw my name in it. I pray, Lord, that this is what your people will encounter today. That knowing that they know that they know. And my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. See, Father, your word says that we have to look at our lives daily. Speak to ourselves. Where do we stand with God? Where do we stand with God? After today, you can either be mad at your preacher or mad at your son. But today is the day, Lord, that we as a people say, make us ready. Make us holy. We will not follow the lies of the world, the lies on the media, the fear that they try to struck in the minds of your people. We do not look at our finances as our security. We look at you. You are our source. Thank you for our eternal redemption. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master, that you've purchased our salvation, that you are the lover of our souls. Can I ask you just one more time to lift your hands? Come on. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing.